Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your good time summertime guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte from WRSI 93.9 The River in Northampton, Massachusetts, in for Jesse Thorne. This week, justice deferred. Steve brings the case against his wife, Brenica. He says she's a clean fiend when it comes to bed sheets, washing them several times per week, but not always replacing them right away, leaving a stripped mattress when it's time for bed. Like she just don't give a sheet. Brenica says she needs to sheet metal, and it's a chore that needs doing, and she's going to do it. Who's right? Who's three sheets to the wind? Me! Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and issues the obscure cultural reference. And it's a battered old suitcase in a hotel someplace, and a wound that will never heal. No, prima donna, the perfume is on an old shirt that is stained with blood and whiskey. And good night to the street sweepers, the night watchmen flame keepers, and good night to guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, too. <laughs> guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, swear them in, please. Steve and Brenica, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to the Egyptian cotton, the Italian linen? And nothing but the 1,000 thread count, so help you Martha Stewart or whomever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that Judge John Hodgman is, under the sheets, the creator of the Dutch oven? (laughs) I do. do. Thank you, Judge Hodgman. You may proceed. Stephen Brennica, you may be seated, and thank you for that uh, rather... uh, Spirited introduction. Fun time, summertime, bailiff Monty Belmonte. Here we are at the end of the You're summer. You're quite by welcome. The, by the time, listen, I, Monty Belmonte, uh, as listeners of this podcast know, is the, uh, the, the morning DJ and program director. Is that correct? Yes. At WRSI, the river, 93.9 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts, my home, Commonwealth. That means he gets up very early in the morning, and here we are now, recording this very late in the day, and I suspect that perhaps Monty has enjoyed a fruity adult beverage, which makes my obscure cultural reference, in which I say goodbye, but not quite yet goodbye, to Monty Belmonte. We still have another one to come here at the very end of our summertime. But it makes uh, it, it, Monty's uh, exuberance and uh, intoxicated fun times makes my obscure cultural reference even more apt. And I wonder if either you, Steve, or you, Branica, can name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom. Steve, you bring this case before me for justice. Do you want to take your first shot at guessing... A piece of culture that I quoted. Go. Um, I couldn't begin to guess. Uh, no. You could. You couldn't begin to guess. <laughs> no. Therefore, I will not begin to guess. Uh, I have no you idea. You will not begin, nor shall you end. <laughs> no, I'll say it this way: you will. So you will not begin, but you will end. Goodbye, <laughs> Veronica. Uh, your no, turn. It makes, no, it makes me feel sad, but I do not know what it is. <laughs> it's uh. Actually, a very apt description. Wait! What? Monty, you want to jump in? 
You practically yes. You practically tipped over your fruity pleaser. <laughs> oh. You almost impaled yourself on your swizzle stick. That is true. What is it, Monty? It is the Tom Waits song, Tom Trobert's Blues, Four Sheets to the Wind in Copenhagen from his album Small Change. That is absolutely correct. It makes you feel sad, though you don't really understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Although I I was in a band in college called Waltzing Matilda based on the uh, lyrics to that song. Yes, indeed. It is one of the quintessential Tom Waits songs and one that got burned into my pretentious teenage brain very deeply during my pretentious teenage years to the point that it was very hard not to sing the song. And I might do it in my best Tom Waitsian uh, gravel garble at the end of this very episode. But I will go forward to say on... On this program, I've been a little down on Tom Waits. He's one of the most influential uh, songwriters and singers of my young life. But he got ruined for me by the profound cynic David Reese of Going Deep with David Reese, returning to the Esquire channel uh, in the future. When David Reese said to me something I could never unhear, that guy's dumb. (laughs) I could not unhear it. He thought, he said that Tom Waits, the minute he heard Tom Waits, he's like, what is that big, (laughs) phony, fake hobo, fake beatnik talking about? Dumb. And it became an anti-earworm. It got in my head. So every time I heard a Tom Waits song, I started, my confidence was shook. Is this dumb? And even in this beautiful song, there's some real heavy beatnik sauce that he's laying down. It feels a little bit too much. A little bit too much. I am not listening to any of this. I hate the fact that Tom Sharpling and David Reese ruined Tom Waits for me because the fact is I still love Tom Waits. I still think he's great. And over the course of this summer, I've been rediscovering Ricky Lee Jones, who mm. I, I hesitate. It diminishes her to call her Lady Waits. <laughs> But she, because she, I think is, you know, as good, if not slightly better than TW, they, they had a a crazy Mm -hmm. love affair where they mumbled at each other for a while. I don't know if anyone ever understood what the other one was saying, but I loved the idea of that conversation. And she's a wonderful artist. And the fact is, you can't help but think about the old things in your life when you're in the midst of a dying fog and shrouded summer here in coastal Maine, where, where the temperature reached a damp 65 yesterday, you can't disown your creative family, the people who really got to you and pushed you to understand things better about yourself. Even if sometimes there are parts of it that's a little embarrassing upon reflection, I'm going to be hearing these Tom Waits and Ricky Jones songs till I die. And that's something. Also, there aren't a lot of songs you can quote with sheets in the title that are suitably non-erotic for a family podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Parents, parents be glad that I did not go with my first instinct and read the lyrics to the Isley Brothers between the sheets, because that would have gotten hot. Also, (laughs) nice. Also, parents, enjoy explaining to your children what non-erotic means. 
If you look it up in the dictionary, it will show you a picture of me aged 16 alone in my room listening to Tom Waits. But now, on to, on to the non-metaphoric sheets that adorn the bed of Steve and Brennica. By the way, you guys, you should listen to some Tom Waits and some Ricky Lee Jones. I'm telling you, boy, oh boy. Yes. Boy, oh boy. You know, Pirates is an album that I had never... I was always a magazine dude. Pirates is a masterpiece. You, you, you may already be in, into your into your cups, Monty, but I, but I have miles to go before I reach my reach my couch in in these waning days of summertime in Maine and follow my nightly ritual of drinking a gallon of martini and listening to "We Belong Together" over and over again. That's for later. Now I already went to my cups and have now sobered up. So I mean, I'm, my cups are already past me. Now is for justice. Now is for me allowing these poor humans to speak. 35 minutes into the podcast Steve Brannica, hello Steve So your problem is your wife washes the sheets too much Boo What's What's the beef So the beef uh, is about The frequency of the washing First and foremost which um, Is roughly every three to five Days um, Probably leading more towards the every Three days um, and then uh, in the past, it was more uh, prominent that the sheets would not be replaced in a timely manner. So I would go up to bed and the, sh- the linens would be stripped and therefore I'd have to wait. So it's a combination of the frequency and the not replacing uh, the sheets that really is the, the case being brought against her. And you would like me to order her to wash the sheets at a regular pace of once every 35 weeks <laughs> or 40 weeks, but yeah, a more reasonable, less arbitrary rate. Okay. And what would be reasonable as far um, as you're I, concerned? I think, um, every one to two weeks, um, with also kind of an as needed sheet washing in between for, uh, any type of circumstance that might arise regarding uh the animals other than the fur issue so if there's a stain or something were to be spilled on the sheets um then obviously that's okay right well we'll we'll go over the various stains your animals on your sheets but you're saying every i'm sorry did you say every two weeks or every every week um, I think every one to two weeks, but I, I would say for this case, every, every two weeks would be appropriate. Yes. It's a big difference between one and two weeks. About yeah. Seven huge days difference. Worth, seven yeah, days absolutely. worth of sweat and animal stains. <laughs> but every, but you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not standing on ceremony. I don't think we've washed our sheets once this summer. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. We're, absolutely. We're disgusting human monsters. <laughs> Branica, why why are you washing the sheets so much and why is washing every two weeks a bad thing? Well, I just prefer to wash every three to five days based on the fact that two cats and one huge Boy, you dog. Guys, all... You guys really, you, you guys, before I start hearing about your menagerie, you guys love hyphens so much. Three to five oh, days. Yeah, it's, it's an why average. Can't, why can't you just be on a schedule? Flex. I, okay, that can, I agree with that. I think that would help. Yeah, the ranges lead to uh, differing views of how often this even takes place or how often it should. All right, let's let's do it. Let's do the average every four days. You would like to wash the sheets every four days, and you have animals that contribute to your desire. 
Yes, the animals are the sole contribute to my desire to change the sheets so often. Um, because they because they they sleep in the bed. They sleep in the bed and they shed all over the bed, and I cannot get my most restful sleep knowing that the fur is all over my bed. Are they? What kind of animals are we talking about? We have two cats and a dog. And what kind of dog? He's an American Bulldog mix. He's large and he sheds a lot. And the and and the cats. What kind of cats are these? Are these the kinds of cats that um, that poop in a box full of their own poop? Yes, they are that type of cat. At least uh, once a day. Is yep, that the kind so, of cat we're talking about? Yep. So they go in their own little box and then proceed to hop onto our clean sheets. Uh, right. One of which who wraps himself around my head every night, who is a deaf cat and cannot be trained not to do it because uh, I'm not equipped to do so. You know, I recently, you know, I, I come to Maine every summer to enjoy myself in the contemplation of mortality because Maine lends itself to it. And it was just, I was just reminded, it was just a couple of days ago, it was the year anniversary that I had to, to leave Maine and return to New York to help my very ill cat be put to sleep, Petey, 19 years old. Aww. Very sad. I mean, 18 years old, I'm sorry, 19 is pushing it. <laughs> He's 18 years old, I think, but the, the last two years of his life, he may have died two years earlier and hadn't realized it. <laughs> kind of a ghost cat. And I'll tell you something, that means it's been a year that I have been absolutely without animal in my life. And you guys, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) I rarely, rarely touch poop or anymore. And I sleep great. But that's a life choice. I'm not saying, I'm not ordering you to kill your cats (laughs) but i am pointing out steve that you have you have uh do you sleep with animals all three animals every night uh well first i'd just like to object to the the terminology of like sleeping in the bed um they never burrow under the sheets yeah do they get under the do they get under the covers no they don't so i i feel like that's kind of misleading they sleep on the bed like on the comforter so um yeah but we start off uh it's generally a fairly um streamlined process uh every night it's the same so we'll go to bed and we'll start uh with the dog on the uh, on his bed separately next to ours and he's content with that and then so it's not until about 5 or 5 30 in the morning oh no if it's 5 30 in the morning uh he will whine to get in the bed um and at which point we reluctantly allow him in the bed so it's not an all-night thing uh with the dog now the cat uh that is true um the second he senses that we're going to bed he will just make a beeline for Brennica's pillow and then just be done at that point and you guys have been married for how long? It'll be almost three years. Yeah, this, three years this September. This September. And you have no children? No. No. All right. Um, and you have no children, obviously, because these you are treating these pets as children. Somewhat. Yeah. More, more or less, yeah. 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 Do you have a 
king size bed? No, I no. wish we yeah. have a queen size bed. That's oh. yeah, it's because of the way the house is built, actually. We can't. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's built it's built to tor- to torture you. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Essentially. We uh we had to actually cut our uh queen box spring in half to even get that up the stairs into the bedroom. So You know and where do you live? Uh Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ann Arbor, Michigan. College town. Yes. You know you have choices in life. You can choose things to make your life comfortable, such as a home with a bedroom large enough to house an adult bed. Yeah. You don't, you don't, no one forced you to, to get cats that try to smother you at night. (laughs) Close a door. You can make other choices. I mean, it just doesn't sound to me, Steve, like you find sleep time to be a restful time in your life. Um, Well, it's actually, you know, the, the sleep time isn't, terribly uh uncomfortable actually it's it's really not so much um that the animals sleep on the bed um it's that this is the reason that Branica uses to frequently wash the sheets um which i you're saying she's a you're saying she's a liar no <laughs> never no never ever never ever uh Branica, are you lying when you say that you wash the sheets because they've got a lot of dander in them from from all of your house pets? No, absolutely not. But there's no other thing. You're not compelled. No, there's... to wa- to wash the sheets. No, and then and then no it's... fold them in a certain way and then sniff them and whisper to yourself, "Pure." <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that happens. <laughs> it's by people people who suffer from. OCD really do suffer, so I don't mean to make light of them, but I heard an incredible story when I was a freshman in college from a friend of mine who knew a kid who had OCD, and his tick was that he had to go around smelling all of the appliances and whispering to himself, pure, before he could leave the house. Mm-hmm. And he and he was very, it was very sad. And he was a young, you know, he was a teenager, and eventually had some therapy, and it sort of abated. But then uh, my friend, my friend, ran into this friend, and he seemed really down. He's like, "What's going on? Everything okay?" He's like, Ugh, "My parents caught me sniffing the VCR last night." <laughs> so I'm glad to know that you do not suffer from OCD, and that you are simply trying to provide. A pleasant sleeping environment for you and your husband, and I'm sorry that he does not appreciate it. How do you answer the charge that you do not make the bed fast enough? Well, actually, this thought may have entered Stephen's mind when he started listening to the Judge John Hodgman podcast, because before he had started listening... Uh, there is no mention made to me that it was untimely or that he was unsatisfied with uh, with the bed making. So. <laughs> so you're calling him a liar. I, I <laughs> I'll allow your objection, Thank Steve. You. Thank you very much, Judge. So this uh, was more frequently noticed by myself uh, when I held a different job that uh, 
I had to commute at 5.30 in the morning and wouldn't get home until 7.30 or 8 in the evening. And so on the days I'd have to go to work, I would often go to bed earlier than Brenica. And she was currently working in an office versus working at home. So the sheets... So you were working from 5.30 in the morning. You left work at 5.30. You didn't get home at 7.30? Yeah, correct. And all you want to do is... Yeah, exactly. I mean... Get get into bed, get into bed and roll around with a couple of cats and their poop paws. (laughs) That's all I could, the whole drive home is all I could think of. And, yeah. you know, when I would go upstairs to go to bed, I would see a stripped bed. And again, it's because of the frequency. So it's not so much that I don't appreciate, you know, may, having to change the linens, uh, you know, every couple of weeks and help out with that. It was that this was happening so routinely. Yeah, I don't I don't want to I don't need to hear all your self-justifications. <laughs> your okay. I'm just going to ask you some simple questions. So you would it. come home. So you, you would come home more than once. And your complaint is that Brenica will wash the sheets with uh, with frequency and also with frequency not promptly make up the bed again. Correct. Before you want to go to bed. Exactly. And how many times did this happen? So would you say? this would probably happen uh, when I had that job, maybe three to four times a month. Um, and so and how long would it be? So you would then have to make the bed before going to bed? Well, yeah. And so it would turn into, you know, she was busy on a different schedule than me. So if I wanted to go to bed, I would be forced to change the sheets at this insane frequency and or delay my sleep or just sleep on an empty bed uh, with devoid of any linen. Just. Yeah. So. And and how would you feel? How would it make you feel when you saw that strip bed? Describe your emotional state. I mean, to your wife. Yeah, my my heart would drop. I would, you know, just have this sense of I can't complete my day. This is what I wanted to do. Just relax and be done with my day. Uh, check out, and this hurdle is in the way. And uh, so it was brought to her attention because it became kind of a running joke that if the sheets weren't on the bed, she would make a comment, don't worry, they'll be on there before you're ready for bed or something along those lines. So I also object to the fact that, you know, she says that she did not know about this until recently. You provide the evidence of the running joke. Um, I Yes, yeah, so it's... <laughs> It's hard to bring that evidence to the court. Renica? Yes? I ask you, was there a running joke? Um, and was there reason for there to be a running joke? Um, I will remind you, you are under fake oath. <laughs> um, I will admit to not having the best memory on the oh, planet. Okay. But, but uh, there lately has been an extreme amount of the running joke that I cannot deny, um, which has caused me to make up the bed faster because I do not want this running joke to be put onto me. So, yeah, I threatened her with litigation, and she kind of changed this, her tune. So, is this still an issue? Yeah, the frequency definitely is. So I still... Uh... That's not what I'm talking about, Steve. <laughs> Come on. So, you, are you... How often this month have you had to make the bed? Twice this month. Gr- grumbling. Grumbling twice this month. And there's still room for a third time, Your Honor. Oh, well, I bet you there are a couple more nights in the month. If I, <laughs> if I, if I were her after this... <laughs> I'd strip the bed and throw the sheets away and see how you felt about it. 
Uh, may I object at this moment? Yes, I'll allow your objection. <laughs> uh, Steve has uh, agreed that since every two weeks in his mind is an appropriate amount to change the sheets, that he will help me change the sheets twice per month. So Yeah, but that's not an appropriate amount for you. No, it's not, but in his realm, which I change them more often than twice this month, but he's only helped twice this month. Walk me through your sheet routine. You decide to wash the sheets when you observe what? So if I see any fur on the bed, um, so our sheet color is kind of dark and our animal fur is a lighter color, so I'm able to see the fur on the bed. Um, on the sheets or on the comforter? Both. I'm able to see both. Um, All right, because you have superpowers. I do. <laughs> you're like a you're like a you're like a CSI blacklight kind of technician. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so you see a hair, you see some hairs, and you're like, gotta wash the sheets. Yes. So you strip the bed of the fitted sheet, the flat sheet, the pillowcases. Yep, the pillowcases. And, and we, then do you wash the comforter cover as well? Yes, I do. We have a quilt that, uh, so our uh -huh. dog lays uh, exclusively on the quilt. So I can see his fur on the quilt also. So I take all of that, put it in the laundry, uh, usually later in the afternoon. Yeah, I, I think I can figure out what happens yeah. next. Okay. You wash it. Yes. What, what I want <laughs> and then I presume, then I presume you dry it in an electric dryer. It is an electric dryer. No, it's gas. All right. It's gas. Well, it could be gas, I mean, gas. but I suppose what I meant was you're not, you're not hanging it up to dry. Oh, no. Yeah. No. So that all happens. Yep. What, in the morning? No, that happens in the late afternoon, usually when I'm, uh, Ending my work day. Do you, what is your, what does your work day consist of? Do you work at home? I work at home. So the end of the day varies. Uh, it can be as early as three or as late as seven. How long after the dryer, after that, that stuff is dry, do you wait before you put the sheets on the bed? Um, it's not necessarily waiting to put the sheets on the bed. We may do other things like have dinner together, watch a TV show, and then uh, I'll pull the sheets out of the dryer before I'm going to bed to put the sheets on nice and warm and cozy before I go to bed. Right before you go to bed? Yeah, which is usually before Steve. What time do you go to bed? Uh, I get into bed at about 10 o'clock or 10.30. Right. So if Steve ends up wanting to go to bed earlier, then it's his tough luck. He's got to make the bed. Yeah, then he's helping me. Yeah. All right. I have two questions for you guys, and then I'm going to go go into my sleep chamber <laughs> and render my decision. Branica, let's say I order you to cease and desist your four-day wash cycle and make it what is it you want again steve um i think every two weeks would be appropriate and make it from four to 14 days how will that affect your sleep comfort 
I will not. I'm, I will not be comfortable at all. Having those clean sheets uh, gives me a much more restful sleep. I feel much more comfortable, and I sleep much better. And I don't want to wait that long. Your Honor. Okay, so I would just like to point out to the court that uh, Brenica has never once said, mentioned, or alluded to the fact that she did not sleep well because she felt grimy or full of dander. Uh, she has never mentioned uh, anything about the need to wash uh, the sheets at this frequency because of a lack of quality of sleep or a feeling of grossness. So um, I don't subscribe. So to- you would like you would like me to order your wife to talk more openly about her ongoing feeling of grossness. Well, I, I just, I feel like her number. You're is saying so that because arbitrary. she never mentioned it to you, it doesn't, it's not true. Uh, perhaps. All right. You're both liars. Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, Your Honor. When, when you get home and you don't know whether the sheets are on the bed or Brenica says to you, don't worry, the sheets aren't on the bed, but they will be by the time you go to bed. Let's have a meal here or sit on the couch and be jumped on by all of our animals. (laughs) Are you able to relax? No, I, especially if I visualize it. Um, so that's, that's the main thing is just an underlying anxiety. It's not a debilitating anxiety. It's just one of my, one of my things um, that the, the bed not being made, just knowing that if I wanted to retire and go to bed, I could not is kind of just like bubbling beneath the surface for me. It's just one of your things. It's just one of my, th- I get, I get a couple of those things that's in life one and that's one things. of them. That's one of them. All right. I think I've heard everything I need to. I'm going to go into my sleeping pod to go into a trance state and come to the right decision. I'll be back in a moment. No sheets in the sleeping pod of Judge John Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Steve, a good night is a fortnight. Of the same sheets for you. That's that's what is enjoyable for you. That's what we're learning from this. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, I've ever once thought to myself, boy, I feel quite furry after waking up in the morning and uh, that these sheets need to be changed. And so I, I think two weeks is a good amount of time just for hygiene purposes. Do you have a problem with an uh, uh, an extra level of cleanliness? Uh, not so- Are they too clean for you? <laughs> no, no, no. I do enjoy just like a, a brand new pair of socks. Just I, I do enjoy the feeling of a warm, clean sheet. But once it becomes excessive, I, I, I think I have to draw the line at some point. So is your main problem that if Brenica starts a project, she should take it all the way to completion? She could wash those sheets every day. But as long as those clean sheets were on the bed when you were ready to go to bed, you would have no problem with it. Oh, absolutely. And that's another uh, issue that I wasn't able to bring up to the judge is that we have probably four or five sets of linens, uh, no more than five or six feet away from the bedroom that could easily be put on immediately after the bed is stripped. Now, Branica, you mentioned that the cat wraps around your head virtually every night. Have you thought about changing your head every three to five days? (laughs) Oh, I Due already, to cleanliness issues. I already do that more than three to no. five days. <laughs> okay. All right. And and you have not sniffed any VCRs lately? Um, not that I 
can remember. <laughs> no, I have not. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I will say that I believe you have changed your sheets more times this month than I have in all of 2015. <laughs> uh, so I'll just say good night to the street sweeper, the night watchman, flame keeper, and good night to Brenica too. And we'll, we'll be back in just a moment with Judge John Hodgman's decision. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. 
We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom, very well rested. Thank you. Yes, you're absolutely right. I overheard you as I went into my airless sleep chamber. I do not use sheets at all. Because Filthy. I I rest in a in a nutrient gel. <laughs> Do you, by the way, Monty, have a squeegee by any chance? I believe I do. Because I need to get some of this Here. nutrient gel off of me before I render Here my Here you go. Thank you very much. That was some radio drama that we did. <laughs> I'm sure Mark McConville added in a squeegee handing sound effect. And, and if he did it, some... <laughs> so, Branica, Steve, you may be seated. I, uh, unlike either of you, I don't believe you're both liars. You may each think the other one is lying, but I believe you're telling the truth. That when Branica says the idea of sleeping in that bed after she's seen poop paw prints or whatever is just gross for her. And in two weeks, she doesn't know if she could hack it. And Steve, I also believe that you were telling the truth when you say coming home and not knowing if there will be sheets on the bed and being reassured that there will be, probably, by the time you want to go to bed, is anxiety-producing. Honestly, both situations conjure in me profound discomfort just thinking about them. <laughs> thinking about your bed full of bulldog dander <laughs> and thinking about that stripped bed after it's dark outside. <laughs> I don't like anything that's going on in their house. <laughs> but, and it starts with, and it starts with sleeping with pets. Because here's the thing. <laughs> that's, that's a thankless job. Those pets, those, I, you know, everyone loves their pets. Of course they do. Dogs and cats, wonderful companions. They're parasites. They're using you for, for warmth and for comfort and for emotional support. As much, if not more, as what you're getting from them. And, and you don't even have kids yet. So you don't know what true parasitism is. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, sleeping with an animal now that I no longer have to do it seems unfathomable to me as a choice that an adult human would make in one's life. But that's okay. That's, that's one of my things. Just like Steve, 
you have your thing about feeling anxious about the bed being stripped. And Brenica, you have your thing, which is thinking about the real world ramifications of the things your pets leave behind in your bed. We all have our things, right? And it's important when we're sharing uh, lives and sheets with one another that we acknowledge the other person's thing and respect it, particularly when it comes to the bedroom. Now, I made my promise to keep this non-erotic, parents, and I'm going to keep it. Yes, the bedroom is a place for intimacy, but more frequently, especially after being married for a few years, it is a place for vulnerability. Now, your pets may be running all over your couch all the time, and you don't think about it that much when you sit down on the sofa, because, first of all, you're, you're wearing poop armor called clothing that protects you from what they leave behind the detritus and the mites and the worms and the excretions and the love and the saliva but when you go to sleep in your bed you are surrendering yourself to fate you are making yourself unconscious and you are doing so usually in a uh, an undressed and unprotected state. And so the, the things that people have about sleeping are serious business, right? Because you need to basically every night when you go to bed and rehearse your own death, you need to feel that it's okay <laughs> and feel good about it. And right now you have two things that are in conflict and they don't need to be. And neither one of your things is destructive to the other, right? It's just you're out, of, you're out of step with one another's schedules. Because the, and, and there should be no problem making a compromise here because the end result is something that all humans can agree upon. Getting into a bed that is made and has clean sheets on it is one of the greatest feelings in the world. So I'm going to value both of your things in making this ruling. Branica, I wish I had someone in my life who was cleaning my sheets every three to five days. <laughs> but if that, but, but if, but if it were a question mark as to whether the bed was made every three to five days before going to bed, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. It's just, uh, I wouldn't be able to think of any, anything else. And Steve, you should be grateful that you have someone in your life who is washing the sheets this much. Yeah. And, and, you know, perhaps I haven't gone through all of your other household chores, but perhaps you should be grateful enough that it's not, that when you get home and the sheets aren't on the bed, and it's still daytime or, you know, early evening to actually just go in there and make the bed. And then you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the evening. Mm. But whether, however you partition this work, 
I'm not going to stop Brennica from washing the sheets as frequently as she feels she needs them. I think every three days, if it's any more frequent than that, you're just destroying your sheets. But, you know, four to five days, once a week in that, in that region, that feels fair to me if it makes her sleep easy. But I don't care which one of you does it. Those sheets have to be on the bed before dinner time. Or some sheets have to be. Because a lot of feeling like being ready to go to bed is easing into it through a nice, pleasant, relaxed evening of being with your loved one and tending to the excretory, the execratory needs of your cats and dog. So my ruling is in favor of Brennica with the stipulation that the sheets must, if they are washed, they must go onto the bed as soon as possible. You can work out between yourselves who, who is it who does that. Uh, Steve, I think you should be generous with your time, but Brennica, you are, uh, you are instigating uh, this this imposed cleanliness. So I would say, I would say split at 50, 50. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Steve Renica. This is some serious sheets. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I will honor the judge's ruling, but um, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Why are you disappointed, Steve? Because it seems to me that you are every three to five days going to sleep in clean sheets as long as Brennica or you helping Brennica have put the sheets back on the bed by dinner time. Yeah, and so I feel like it's it's I'm still gonna uh, have to honor this uh, increased frequency of bed making, um, which you know I I think that the judge's um, ruling regarding having it done before dinner time is is a good idea. I think that will definitely help knowing that it's done regardless of who does it, even though I despise doing it. Brennica, do you think you'll be able to finish the job if you, you know, get the compulsion to clean the sheets again, that you'll be able to get those sheets or the other three sets of sheets you have <laughs> four, here by four, four on, on four uh, by, by dinner time? <laughs> yeah, I think I can do that uh, in order to maintain my Three, every three days of washing sheets, I can definitely abide by that ruling, and it makes me very happy. Oh, gosh. Have you guys thought about opening a bed and breakfast? Because, you know, the only time that my sheets are cleaned this regularly, and certainly not the comforter, but at least the sheets, is uh, when I'm staying in a hotel or something. So maybe you guys, uh, since you're so good at it. Maybe she's practicing. Yeah, open a bed and, bre- open yeah. a bed and breakfast. Yeah, maybe that's uh, something that she's going to bring up uh, down the line, and she's just preparing for that. And the rigors involved. <laughs> I think the combo of Brennica and her cleanliness and Steve and, and uh, his insistence that the sheets are back on the bed. Bed and breakfast is, is your future there. So thank you both for being part of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you. 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Thanks to Rich Davis for suggesting this week's case name, Justice Deferred, to suggest a name for a future case. Like us on Facebook. We regularly put out a call for submissions. If you have a case for the judge, submit it at www.maximumfun.org slash jjho. I've been your good time summertime bailiff from WRSI 93.9 The River in Northampton, Massachusetts. I've been your good time summertime judge podcasting to you live from the studios of WERU FM Community Radio in Blue Hill, Maine, 89.9 FM Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, webcasting at www.weru.org. Sitting across from me, uh, our, our uh, main producer, Joel Mann. Thank you very much. The third man. Julia Smith produces the show. Mark McConville is our editor. Thanks for joining us. For the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Hot dog is not a sandwich. JohnHodgman.com slash tour. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.